This is MSCI Perspectives, your source for weekly research insights as investors respond to the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm your host, Adam Bass, and today is May 7th, 2020. This week, some of you may be listening to us on Spotify, Stitcher, or Apple Podcasts. We're excited to reach you where you do the rest of your podcast listening. On today's episode, how and where we work could end up looking very different than it did before the pandemic. That uncertainty could be reflected in the valuations of commercial real estate. For more, we turn to Will Robson, head of global real estate solutions research at MSCI. Will, you stand out among the guests we've had on in that working from home is not a new thing for you. Exactly, yeah. Um, so I joined MSCI over three years ago, and um, I got a bit, I, I'd say I was one of those super commuters. Uh, so I, I travel about two hours each way every day that I come into the office. Um, and so over time, I've gradually started to work a bit more from home. So now I do that about two days a week. And now, every day. Yeah, every day and with kids around. Um, so it's, it's a bit more challenging. So let's talk real estate. There's lots of opinions and a lot of chatter out there about the end of the office as we know it lately. Yeah, um, well, I think you've seen a lot of movement in the the environment in terms of how property is being occupied or not uh, at the moment because of the, the COVID crisis. And so um, it's natural for people to, to talk about the situation they're in today and think about how that might be in, in the future. There's nothing like a crisis to force a change, right? And we've been hearing about flexible work for years. Some companies experimented with it. Others who had been called everyone back to the office. What are we seeing now? Companies have very quickly had to really scale up the, the kind of working from home technology that's needed for mass use. So there's been a lot of money thrown at a problem to kind of make sure everyone is at least as productive at home as they are in the office. So from a cultural point of view, the CEOs of major corporations, which may have had a, a slightly more kind of old school view of uh, the benefits from working at home, have really had to throw themselves behind it and kind of tell their workforces how, how, how great it's going to be through this, this crisis. That must be affecting how some companies think about office space. Is that reflected in real estate valuations? Well, um, uh, MSCI Real Estate, we track the, the private valuations and construct indexes in those. And um, just a, a feature of private markets is that the, the pricing is valuation appraisal-based. And so you tend to see them move more slowly than in the listed markets. So for private market valuations, we've we've seen pretty muted response so far. So we're talking about in the region of two to five percent, say, uh, for different markets and different property sectors. Um, that seems pretty small uh, compared to the the movements you've you've seen in listed real estate companies, which have been in the order of 10, 20, 30 percent, depending on which markets and which sectors. Which sectors have been hit hardest? Obviously, retail has been pretty hard hit um, uh, because there, there's just no shoppers in in the shops at the moment. Hotels, because of the travel industry, has been hit. No one's flying in planes and occupying hotels. So the short-term impacts on those kind of property sectors have been pretty severe. And you've seen that kind of impact coming into the private valuations as valuers are assessing the the shorter-term impacts of cash flow. So uh, you've seen lots of um, tenants asking for either rent holidays or rent deferrals 
kind of through the period of the crisis, so maybe for a quarter or two, uh, you've seen some rent, uh, tenants just, whether they're asking for it or not, just not able to pay the rent. So obviously a very short-term kind of big hit to net operating income. And that seems to be suggesting that it's the kind of short-term impact of cash flow that is being factored into the valuations in, in, the, in the early stages of this crisis. So those kind of movements, smaller movements in the valuations are kind of supported by some modeling work that we've done. Um, it seems like the listed markets, uh, investors there are factoring other elements into, into the prices. So either longer term hits to growth expectations. Um, so there's more of a structural change in, in the, the cash flows of, of real estate assets, or it's just risk appetite and, and, and a hit to, to risk premia for those assets. Retail real estate under pressure. That's not a new story. The weakness you've seen in retail is obviously through the impact of lockdown and social distancing. But that that was a kind of a trend that we were seeing um, before the COVID crisis. So online retailing had been putting a lot of pressure on retail real estate for a, a number of years in, in many property markets. And you'd seen in many markets the returns from retail real estate entering into negative territory months or years before uh, this crisis hit. And I think we're just seeing the, this crisis of exacerbating or accelerating those trends uh, that were already uh, beforehand. Offices, it's uh, not as dramatic, but you still had a sense of disruption on the horizon from the kind of co-working business model. Obviously, in the short term, that kind of co-working uh, model of offices uh, is very stressed. But depending on how people think about uh, the, the new normal for office work, the extent to which people aren't going to work from home or want to work more locally to their homes, but perhaps not in their homes, maybe that model could come back um, in, in a slightly different guise. How about clients? What's on their minds? What are they asking you about? Clients are very focused in the short term in, in just being able to collect rents where they can and help their tenants through this this crisis. So, I think the thing that we're grappling at the moment with is the extent to which um, tenants can get their businesses open again and start receiving revenue so that they can start paying rent. If this is kind of a three to six month thing and you can help your tenants through, it's in the best interest of everybody to uh, to make sure these businesses stay viable. Now, you contrast that with the the, the comment I said about this crisis exacerbating some trends that are already there. There may be certain sections of the the, the uh, tenant base or the economy that were kind of challenged business models anyway, and, and this has just accelerated that. So as a veteran of working from home, Will, any words of wisdom for when we all go back to the office, whatever that ends up looking like? Although everyone's doing this virtually, I think people have more of a personal connection with the people they work with now because they see a bit more of their lives through uh, a Teams call or a Zoom call, uh, kids popping in the background, that kind of thing. I, I hope uh, one of the things that stays after this is a better realization of the, the balance between work life and home life. That's all for this week. Thanks to Will and to all of you for joining us. If you have a moment, be sure to leave a comment and to subscribe so you can stay up to date on our latest episodes and insights. For more from MSCI, check out our ESG Now podcast. This Friday's episode looks at palm oil, meat packers, and India. I'll be listening. As always, you can follow us on the MSCI LinkedIn page and please bookmark www.msci.com coronavirus for all our crisis-related content. Until next week... 
I'm your host, Adam Bass, and this is MSCI Perspectives. Stay safe, everyone.